This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, reception, the show. Hey, let's stay with the tight end position here. Uh, you mentioned Kyle Pitts uh, was featured actually in the reception, perception notebook written weekly by our colleague Alex uh, Gelhar. I almost called him Alex Smith for some reason. I don't know why. He, he's probably going to be super offended when he hears that. But, uh, but Alex <laughs> Gelhar, <laughs> golly, uh, writes a weekly column for us here on receptionperception.com. Uh, a great piece of, um, of football content that I think everyone should go check out for sure. Uh, but he did talk about Kyle Pitts in this one. And he says, quote, in week four, one thing is clear. Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith does not give a shit about your fantasy team. No. Uh, and I kind of sort of, I can, I can see that. I can see that. But is there any reason for optimism? Because um, right now, man, it's looking bleak right there in the fantasy streets for Kyle Pitts. I mean, he has 22 targets on the year, which among uh, tight ends is, this is according to pro football focus, by the way. And I know they do their targets a little bit differently, but um, than than most sites, but that's still 10th most among tight ends, which I don't think anyone would, would, it's would say that, but no. uh, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, okay. I, I don't, I really don't know where to start with this. Um you know, he's not running around on like a ton of the team dropbacks, right? That That's certainly right. a problem. Um, but he's only pass blocking on like 11.5% of his plays, which is not, I mean, it's not great. It's like Mark Andrews, by the way, 0% pass blocking into when he's on the field for a passing play, which is just beautiful, man. Like Mandrews is literally what people thought Kyle Pitts was, right? Like uh-huh. that, that's, yeah, 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 that, yeah. yeah. Travis Kelsey's pass blocking at like 2.6%. Zach Ertz, 2.8%. So, you know, Kyle Pitts up at 11.5%. That's definitely in like the Pat Fryer move, the TJ Hawkinson, the David and Joku range. Um, you know, even Dawson Knox has actually been pass blocking way more than I thought at 13.3%. Wow. Um, you know, we'll talk Kittle later. He's at 10%. So um, these guys that are going to stand like the margin for error at tight end can be really thin. So the fact that he's, you know, doing this pass block and all that stuff like that certainly can shave off some of the appeal here from just a a routes per team dropback standpoint. You know, Drake London obviously rules the roost here uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. And and you look at Kyle Drake London, by the way, 83.3 percent of the team dropbacks. He's run a route. Kyle Pitts is like 75.4 percent. Not not where you want it to be. Um, 
But and now he's got an injury, right? He wasn't practicing on Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday evening, so correct. That's a I, I saw a good joke from Dwayne McFarland who writes for Matthew Barry's fantasy life site. Now he's like, wow, the Falcons are really taking in-game preparation to the extreme here. You know, Kyle Pitts not even at practice. What's the point, right? They don't use him on game day. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow. great stuff there. Uh, but man, can I tell you, can I tell you what? And I, I know this is like sacrilegious for a fantasy person to say right now, James, but okay. I like, I like Arthur Smith's offense. Do you? I do. I do. And, okay. and you know what? You know what? The the results are there, man. They're ninth in yards per drive. They're 10th in points per drive. They are, I, I quote tweeted a video the other day of Arthur Smith, uh, you know, on like being mic'd up or whatever on the sideline saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the piss out of the ball. Uh, yeah. and, and, and they are running the piss out of the ball, they man. Are. They're second in rushing DVOA as an offense. So, which is crazy. Look- if, if you think about their personnel, like, they were establishing the run, boy, and it was yeah. nuts. And they're doing it with just backups. Goofballs. Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley. Like, who are these dudes? They're not dude, and that's they're not even good. Even athletes. Cordero Patterson, even Cordero Patterson is like a former, you know, this he's a he's not he's been he's a, a wide receiver. Like a hat. Half a cigarette, man. Like he's barely been a running back in his career. So I mean, give me a break with this. I almost don't I almost sit there and wonder to myself, like, I I certainly want them to get a legit quarterback, right? Like, come on, uh-huh. enough already. I mean, Marcus Mario has been fine this year, but he had that turnover, and that's when Arthur Smith was like, All right, I'm never I'm not passing. Yeah, we're, we're not passing. <laughs> we're not gonna throw like, <laughs> the ball the rest of this game. Um oh, but I but it, so I want them to get a big time quarterback, but part of me is like I'd rather see this offense with a big time quarterback or a big time running back, man. Cause like imagine, I mean, Arthur Smith is running the ball in the, in Atlanta. Like he still has Derrick Henry. Yeah. And that, that's totally. how good they are as a Jesus. rushing team. So it's pretty crazy, but look, they're two and two. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but this roster stinks, dude. Like oh, this roster terrible. is horrible. Yeah, and he's awful. got these boys at two and two. Like, I'm sorry that like it, I'm sorry. It hurts your feelings from a fantasy standpoint, but Arthur Smith's offense is good. Like an Arthur Smith is a good football coach. And I think you're just going to, if you have Kyle Pitts in your fantasy team, you're just going to have to eat it. And like, that's that. (laughs) All right. All right. There you go. Uh, Kyle Pitts, by the way, um, if we're just talking about pure volume, he's an interesting by low guy. He's second in the NFL in total air yards among tight ends. I know. And, and he's top 10 among targets, right? So you're talking top 10 in targets, top two in air yards. These are the volume metrics that we look at. Um, And you can talk about route participation, all those things, all those things of course matter, but pure volume targets, air yards, Kyle Pitts is right there. That's why I still, he's, ah, golly, such an interesting, such an interesting buy low candidate, man. And I Marcus don't know. Mariota, Marcus Mariota dropbacks with play action, 48.7% of his dropbacks with play action, dude. Like leads the NFL by a country mile. I mean, Tua <laughs> is second with like 41.8%. So yeah. there's a, you're right though. If they get Pitts going at some point and, I think I see that's I don't hate the usage for Pitts like I hated the usage for Pitts last year when they were just having to run out as like an ISO X receiver and you know the the horde is banging down my door like you gotta chart Kyle Pitts because they're using him as a real wide receiver <laughs> you know so I don't know right. maybe maybe part of that is like why I, I have such an axe to grind with the with the whole with like I, the Falcons offense pretty good 
but these they're only lighting him up out wide on like 28.8% of his his uh his passing snaps. Like that's where he's running right. routes from. You know, Travis Kelsey is up there at like 32.8%. Um, you know, they could certainly do, you know, tr- Tyler Higby. I mean, the great Tyler Higby is 24.8%, right? So the great the Tyler U- Higby. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, uh, yeah. You know they're they're really it. using him more. I think they're they're. I don't hate the usage for Kyle Pitts this year. Like I hated it last year. They're just they, he's not out there running routes a ton. Um, this passing offense is just never going to be that good, right? Like I, I tell you what, I don't think I don't think Arthur Smith is going to be running the piss out of the ball as much he as much as he is right now. If he had a real quarterback, he just doesn't have a right. real quarterback. I think that's the biggest problem. I think game script will obviously be a huge factor in that as well. But I, if I could, if I could also just point to this, like we talk about route participation and, and th- those ty- type of things. And, and I get it, obviously that does feed into the overall uh, volume, but when you take a look at like total routes run, okay, I'm looking at like the guys who have total routes run and Tyler Conklin is second on the list, right? Tyler Higbee is third on the list, but then you've got like Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, Gerald Everett, Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram, Juwan Johnson. They all have significantly more routes run than Kyle Pitts. But here's the difference. Target rate percentage, right? So like target rate, Kyle Pitts is being targeted on 28% of those routes. So when he goes out, he is one of the primary reads in that passing offense, right? And, and to mm-hmm. give people kind of a perspective on that, for example, Travis Kelsey has a 27% target rate, right? So he's right there in terms of, okay, we're talking the elite of the elite tight ends target rate percentage, right? So like when he runs a route, there's a high percentage chance that he's going to get targeted. He's just not running a lot of routes and I get it, but I go back to overall just gross volume. Top 10 in targets, number two in tight end air yards. There is something there. There is something there. And the production just has not caught up to that yet. Um, by the way, Logan Thomas, also another great um, buy low guy, I think, in just terms of volume. But whatever, neither here nor there. Um, but Kyle Pitts, I know, Kyle Pitts, to me, is an interesting uh, buy low candidate, man. And and it doesn't, and you talk about not being fantasy in the, pop, uh, not being popular in the fantasy streets. That is not popular in the fantasy streets for sure. So I would make some so, some offers out there and just see what happens. You know, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's talk about George Kittle. I feel way less secure about George Kittle. What are we doing with George Kittle? Look, I get it. Uh, Total points. He missed a couple games. But right now, he's a tight end 45. He is trailing Eric Saubert. By the way, George Kittle missed a couple games. Not being utilized. Has no points whatsoever. Still has more fantasy points than Cole Komet. I mean... (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we doing with George Kittle though? Uh, 
you know, here, here's the thing. It's funny you bring up George Kittle and, and Cole Komet because in terms of uh, early down pass rate, um, you know, you know, early uh, situation neutral pass rate, the two bottom teams right now are San Francisco and Chicago. And it's, you know, it's kind of striking. Atlanta, we just talked about, they're the third from the bottom at 42%. Um, 41.7% for San Francisco, 40.3% for Chicago. We've talked, I feel like we've talked about, I don't even know what I, what I, where, where I talk about things anymore. You know, maybe I talk about it in my sleep, but you know, <laughs> we talked about the bears. Yeah. We talked about it with, with, with Darnell Mooney, right? They're like, yes, correct. You know, it, they're not even dropping back to pass the damn, uh, the damn bears. So Cole Komet, <laughs> God, people were excited about Cole Komet. Do you remember Hell that? Yeah. Hell yeah. He was a top sleeper among tight ends for sure this year. What a joke. Anyways. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, now, if you look at the last two games, right, the games where Jimmy Garoppolo has started and finished, the 49ers' neutral pass rate in those games is about 10% higher than it is overall this year, 51.7%, 18 uh, overall in weeks three and four. It's so bad. it's not bad. Um, the, the the thing is overall, and, and this team still has – they don't run a lot of plays. They don't pass a lot. And it's just – look. I think the problem for George Kittle right now is that he is he is rather high up there in terms of blocking percentage. He's not crazy high up there in terms of pass blocking percentage, but it's just enough that you're cutting. You can't really you can't really afford a, a thin margin for error in this San Francisco 49ers passing game because they're so low volume. And I think at this point, you know, Kittle is a baller, but it's not really crazy to say that he's the third best pass catcher on this team behind Debo Samuel for sure. And I would argue that Brandon Ayuk is better than, than George Kittle, like mm -hmm. at this point. And that's, but that's not a, a diss on George Kittle because he's awesome, but like right. splitting the targets between these three guys and they're still going to get, you know, like Jawan Jennings involved. They're still going to get some other yeah. guys involved. Um, it is frustrating for George Kittle. And I actually don't, I think you can, tell yourself an optimistic story about Kyle Pitts like you just did. Um, it, it might never come to pass, but you can at least tell the story. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the optimistic case is for, for George Kittle. What do you think? Well, I think the biggest thing for me, right, is the fact that Trent Williams got hurt uh, for the 49ers and then his backup got hurt at left tackle too, right? So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's like a nightmare scenario at left tackle right now for the 49ers, but Trent Williams feels confident that he's going to return relatively soon. Re That's I don't know crazy. what that means. I don't know what that means. Um, maybe relatively yeah. soon for him means three weeks. I don't know. Um, but if they can get Trent Williams back, by the way, Trent Williams was freaking awesome for them last year. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. He's a stud, man. So like if they can get him back, um, that shores up that left tackle position, right? So like what that, what that means is to your pass block rate, you know, percentage, that that's going to drop considerably, right? You would think, Hey, listen, man, this, this passing offense, um, at some point is going to get bottled. I mean, they got bottled up week three against Denver. They just completely shut them down. Right. Yeah. At some point, man, they are going to need George Kittle to make plays in the passing game. Um, so I don't know. That would be my thought. They got to get that offensive line shored up. And if they do, if Trent Williams comes back in like a couple weeks, I think, I think Kittle's got an opportunity then to kind of sort of take off. By the way, by the way, Kittle also 
dealing with an injury as well, right? So it's it makes a lot of sense always that he's kind of yeah. yeah, you know, he's always he and he always goes balls to the wall, man. But um, it makes sense that he would also need a little bit of ramp up time. I can tell myself a story where health becomes a little bit more clear for the 49ers along their offensive line and Kittle is going to be asked to be leaned upon on the offensive side of the football as well. So uh, again, if we're trying to be, you know, trying to look at it with rose colored glasses, man, there, there is a way, there is a path for George Kittle (laughs) to come back, come back to us, George Kittle. Come back to last, us. Last last point on the Niners, like they're yeah. the inverse of the Detroit Lions. We talked about at the top of the show where mm-hmm. their defense stinks out loud and the offense just, you know, has to, to just throw, 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 throw to try to keep up, run a bunch of plays to try to keep up. The 49ers run the piss out of the ball and uh, they their defense is awesome. So like that's <laughs> that is a recipe for all of your players to sink below their their uh, expect, expectations in terms of production man it's tough too i look at, i look look back at kittle's uh, 2021 game log too and he just has so many of these bad games littered yeah. throughout his game log and then of course then he's got like you know a, a 181 and two touchdowns 151 in a touchdown right like he just gives you these explosion games where that's what you want I've got George Kittle in one of these leagues that I'm in, and and I know for a fact the week I bench him, he's absolutely going off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be so 100%. bad. Yeah, I, I still have George right. Kittle tight end nine in terms of rest of season rankings. and Yeah. I don't know, though. I, I have David Njoku and Gerald Everett at, and Tyler freaking Tyler Higby at like 10, 11, and 12, and I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if any of those guys like score more points the rest of the way than George Kittle, though. So Higby is going to be – he's going to be in, – in full-point PPR, for sure he's going to outscore Kittle. There's just no way. He's seen so much – it's crazy how much volume he's in. Oh, my God. It's crazy how much – come on. I don't understand. Um, okay, let's oh, go to the those quarterback. targets suck, and those are the worst <laughs> targets on planet Earth. <laughs> Tight end screens to Tyler Higby. Oh my I god! No, I dude. Can we, why don't we just? This is neither here nor there. But why don't you just have that for Allen Robinson? I don't understand. At least Robinson maybe has some juice to kind of get out of a tackle, man. Like I don't know, maybe. whatever. Maybe I maybe can't talk. Doesn't. I can't talk about Allen Robinson. It's it's too. <laughs> I'm 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 dealing with a lot of feelings <laughs> over here. 